heavy size all around. Heavy just size. T- heavy size. Jesus Christ. Because by the time this episode is out, they're going to be like, oh, yeah. What, what are you talking about? And right now, we're just like, Nevada? <laughs> Georgia? We're waiting for either. All we Pennsylvania? What you, all we need is one. What Literally. You, what you one? doing? All we need is one of you. All we need is one of you. Arizona, you stick to where you're at right now. Stay, you don't stay, shut the fuck up. Stay, don't you stay. shut? The, you remember what he fucking shut up, said about McCain, and you shut yeah, the you fuck up. Yeah, you do it for McCain. Do, do for McCain. <laughs> oh my god! My favorite part was somebody was on Twitter, and I think it was for like MSNBC. They're like, "Oh, we're waiting on things," and everyone's like, "He's like, hurry the fuck up, Nevada!" And someone goes, "We're trying as hard as we can. I'm sorry." I'm like, <laughs> one one little Nev- Nevada little is just Nevada. like, "I'm sorry." The I'm one sorry. in charge of checking Nevada social media. We're sorry. We're trying. They're counting. Look, look. Here's what I will say. I will. I will. I will say this. Let me. Let me. Let me. I want to make sure I, I say this correctly. I want to make sure I have my facts straight. Do it. Because you know facts are important. So we believe in science. Yes. Eight days before the presidential election of 1864. Nevada became the 36th state in the union, despite lacking the minimum prerequisite of 60,000 residents in order to become a state. The time its population was a little over 10,000. Rather than sending the Nevada Constitution to Washington by Pony Express, the full text was sent by telegraph at the cost of $4,303.27, the most costly telegraph on file at the time for a single dispatch. Finally, the response from Washington came on October 31st, 1864. The pain is over. The child is born. Nevada this day was admitted into the union. Statehood was rushed to the date of October 31st to help ensure Abraham Lincoln's re-election on November 8th and post-Civil War Republican dominance in Congress uh, as Nevada's mining-based economy tied it more to the industrialized union. As it turned out, however, Lincoln and the Republicans won the election handily and did not need Nevada's help. So basically what I'm saying is... Nevada was born for this. Anyway, <laughs> greetings and salutations and welcome once again to the Capeless Crusaders live at the time via um, a, a degrading, uh, rotting, uh, rusting system of wires and uh, failing infrastructure uh, that is the telecommunication systems of the United States of America my name, after that pleasant imagery, is, of course, David Berry at Dr. Berry on varying social media platforms. Uh, I didn't forgot to tell you guys I'm about to drop this bomb. Oh, actually, wait, no, I, Steve is aware of this. Uh, Damn it! Amy, Amy's not aware. So, there's so many fucking group texts. Um, Why don't at, I just get like the? Well, I can't get the gimme ad. I'm not an Apple. As of as of now. Ahora, see. Si. May or may not have the COVID, so uh, yes. I had to get you a brain. Mother- I had to get a brain scrape the other day. Oh, so. aren't those righteous? They get all the way up there. They got the both nostrils. Total recall gun right up in Barry's nose. My name is not quite. Um, <laughs> get Dude. your ass to Mars. Um, that's so, yeah. why your hair is back and you look slightly like not just disheveled but angry at the universe. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The fucking I was going to go to like election, trick or treat at your house. No, election election day, I, I found out that my entire office was exposed Son on Monday. Um, and so I had to go get a brain scrape. And now, per my union and my doctor, I am not going back to work. Um, that was a long introduction. Anyway, uh, <laughs> joining me... Uh, uh, who's if I point this direction? Do, do, who who, who am I pointing at? Me. Uh, I'm up and down right now. You, Amy, yeah. Amy, go. Amy, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Steve's is on the bottom, mm. but I'm I'm the other direction. So this is Amy. Um, <laughs> I'm nauseously optimistic. You can find me at IJNU Robot on the varying social media platforms. And depending upon if my uterus is safe or not from this next president, I'll let you know how I'm feeling about my day later. And although, and and down on the bottom, because he's digging it right there, right there. I usually do. And thank Christ we did it because I'm pissed and happy. This is the Azorian one, Anthony Steves, who's seems to be on the bottom and, there's Amy's uterus. <laughs> is it is it visible from where you're at? Oh, I'm not going to comment. Yeah, no, I'm not going to comment. You, no, your fa- <laughs> your family, shut up. Huh. 
nothing dirty. Nothing. It's just like interesting. <laughs> it's been cut open twice for children's sake. So hey, yeah. look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you guys so much. Yeah, to be I fair, listeners, we're not actually looking anyway. Um, it's garage. literally you're you're literally like from my angle, it looks like you're looking up at one of my you know children. So I'm like, eh, look at that, <laughs> that came out of there, airlifted. <laughs> there was like straps and everything. <laughs> in that tiny garage. Oh, three <laughs> episodes in a row. We mentioned Wav. <clears throat> Garage. <clears throat> wireless anyway. access points. Wireless access points. Wireless access points. Dangly thing in the back of my throat. Okay. And <laughs> this episode is brought to you in part by the Nerd on Nation, powered by <gasps> Patreon. <laughs> the last episode it actually lined up kind of well. Right. It was right there. So this might. I don't know. This might be it. Anyway, the Nerd on Nation allows us to keep our lights on and a bar quality. Uh, I just bought some new outdoor lights, completely unrelated to the Nerd on Nation, but Ooh. lights. Yeah, they're lovely. Um, Good housekeeping. Did I get you, Amy? <laughs> yep, seems like I got you. Anyway. Try not to have a spit take. <laughs> uh, uh, as a member of the Nerd Nation, for as little as one to five dollars a month, you get early access to episodes like this. Uh, mm. Bonus section of the Discord community, nerdon.io slash Discord. Bonus episodes and so much more. Check it out mm. at nerdon.io slash Patreon. Sick. That's four. you. Anything related to the Cavus Crusaders and Nerdon, you can head on over to thecavuscrusaders.com, your hub for all things Crusader. From there, you can find all of our content as well as the rest of the Nerd On podcast family. Bam. The Mandalorian. Doing my Charlie Day fist pump right now. Doing my Charlie Day right now. (laughs) On this week's episode, we are covering one of my favorites, a seminal classic. uh, Seminal? Hello. Seminal. Sure. Seminal. Sentinel? Sentinel? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a robot. It's a robot designed to, to kill uh, mutants. Um, we are you, talking about um, John Constantine, Hellblazer, Dangerous ah. Habits. Hello. Yes, written by one of my favorites, Garth Ennis. Um, of preacher fame. Of preacher fame, of many fames. Um, not to be confused with Warren Ellis, though I do get the two mixed up and they do write similar styles. Uh, not to be uh, confused with Garth Brooks. Please don't. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Garth Brooks, um, also known for his dark side, uh, mm. his, his alter ego. Gaines. Uh, yeah, whatever the fuck. Chris it. Gaines, Chris Gaines. Yeah, Chris Gaines, yeah. Uh, Garth Brooks, man. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Um, you know, apparently he refused to play somewhere because they were like outlawing gay marriage. So you know what? And I'm he's pro. Him. I'm down yeah. with him. Down mm-hmm. with Garth. Mm. Um, so we have a reading assignment and our reading, we have a reading assignment, assignment. The doc picked. This is yes. the first one in how long? Uh, we haven't done a reading assignment in a while and I haven't picked one in a while. Uh, we mm-hmm. kind of oh. went off the rails with our, with our list. Um, I wanted to talk about this one just because it's, 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 I, I bring it up frequently. It's one of my favorite um, Constantine stories. Uh, it's actually very early in, in Garth Ennis's career. I think it's actually his first, his first go of it, uh, taking Dang. over, you know, this, this character from uh, such esteemed writers as, <gasps> Favorite grumpy wizard, Alan Moore. Alan um, Moore. Who's not actually grumpy, but just, you know. I just look like it. Resting face. grump face. Yeah, resting grump face. We had agreed it was resting grump face from our last episode. Yeah, very yeah, content, actually. Yeah, very hairy. Um, and hairy. And, and, and yeah. So, uh, Garth Ennis um, took over writing Constantine and gave us this uh, show, or this show, this uh, book. Basically, uh, in his forward, he said, what can I do? You know, what that hasn't been done already. How can I, what can I bring to this character? What can I do? I can kill him, which is just a great way to <laughs> look at anything. Like, what? How can we? Let's kill him. Let's Main character, kill him. Yes, in interrupt his life. Um. So yeah. So we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But before we get to that, when, when? we are, mm, we are on episode one fifty three and anxiously awaiting the results of the United States presidential election, mm. we like to do a little thing called <gasps> round the horn. Not singing it for election because it's a new day, America. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> now I want to walk out with, with the two of us new. doing the new day. New day rocks. Day rocks. Anyway, they broke up the new day, they, but they kind they kind of didn't though. They kind of like still they're, the crew, although they're, separated. Their music is still the same. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's talks of Biggie getting his own music, and they still wear like similar gear. 
So yeah. instead of like doing the whole like completely split, it's basically like they're just spread across two shows. So Big E's on his own, but Kofi and um, Xavier. Xavier, yeah. Right? Xavier yeah. came back from injury. They won the tag titles. They broke them up with the draft, basically because it. They were kind of writing the story of it was time for Big E to finally go out on his own. Mm-hmm. He, you know, had great salt. You know, he was a NXT champion early in NXT. Um, he had uh, minimal solo career success with uh when he was Dolph uh he was part of Dolph Ziggler's team when he was mm-hmm. with uh Punk's wife and um AJ. AJ Lee, yeah. So yeah, so he might be getting he's he's been getting a bit of a solo push. He had a little thing with Seamus. And real quick, real quick, I I finally side ramp. That side side ramp, off ramp, whatever yeah, the word yeah. is. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, I finally watched the opening Hell in a Cell match, which was Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. Mm-hmm. I like, just loving the emotion involved in the storyline mm-hmm. and the way that ending was how he made Jay mm-hmm. say I quit mm-hmm. by Going just Jimmy. looking like he was regretting everything yeah. he did. Hand, oh, guillotine, oh, yeah. Yeah. pure heel move. Yeah. It's so good. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. And, and, and did you see now now he's basically turned him now. He's basically like he's he's doing the the whole like Sith. doing his bidding. He's doing the Sith thing where he's like, Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be this guy up and like you're gonna you're gonna take your spot and at my side and he's he's doing it now. Now he's turning heel and, and so what about is is Jimmy what's what's Jimmy? I think doing? Jimmy's still hurt technically. Oh okay. I don't think he's been cleared. God, I'm just, I'm waiting for this. Just make it the stable. Give me the bloodline stable. <sighs> Yeah, what comics we've been reading? Um, <laughs> hi, hi, Amy. Amy, what have you been reading? What do you got? So the only thing that I've been keeping current on, besides the reading assignment for tonight, which I was late on, but I'm still doing, which is great, doesn't matter, um, is Laura Olympus at this time just because of my accessibility to get to what I need to. I've been reading a book book as I'm avoiding aggressively my telephone for the purposes of my anxiety level is through the mother clucking roof. But uh, fun fact. My telephone. <laughs> I wish I could be as cool as Lady Gaga and Beyonce. We all wish we could be as cool as Gaga. <sighs> but so um, in fun tying back into wrestling fact issues, which I can do that Ooh. that lead off. Um, my eldest, because we were celebrating Samhain. She mm. saw her first viewing of Halloween. Yes. Also still created a lot of anxiety in me, even though I knew what was happening. Beautiful. Wonderful. She loved it. Yes. And then as then as soon as she saw the sit-up, when he was doing the sit-ups, I was like, oh, do you know what you need to see? You need to see, you know, uh, Mr. Barry and Mr. Steves and Mr. Eddie, Eddie of the Philosophers. You need to see their favorite wrestler. And so mm-hmm. we did a compilation of literally like Undertaker for 45 minutes. Uh, like we just I, I, It was everything. And then she's like, why is, who's that guy with the urn? I'm like, that's Paul Bear. Just, yeah. Don't, don't. But then it was the oh, there was the Hell in the Cell matches mm. where he was throwing people off. He's good and at that. The, the announcer going through the announcer's table. And it's beautiful. Or and then the 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 monks chanting and the, the lit coffin. The, the druids, yes, the yes. His druids. I didn't know. Yes, I don't know. And why, then I forgot I they, his hair was that color calling when he them first druids started. Didn't make any sense at all. But yeah, I didn't. I don't know why. But yeah, they're called druids. Yeah. So, I'm yeah. so, I'm fully sold that a taker just took that from Michael Myers because it looks just too spot on. I'm just saying. It was perfect. Like it freaked out. She goes, oh, oh. And I was like, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> this is this is what we can do. So, nice. yeah, I've been working happy. on maintaining anxiety levels. Um, if you'd like to hear about my foray into, like, we got to figure out when to talk about what I actually watched for horror movies during October because mm. I did that. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I was I was a human. There you go. That. Beautiful. So yeah, that's what I read. Steve's remember when um, mm-hmm. Sean and Taker uh, had their match at Mania, and they were both down. And take Taker does the the sit up with the mm-hmm. the bleeding forehead, mm-hmm. and Sean does the kick the kick up with the yep. with the just holding his back, mm-hmm. and just like at each other. That was cool. So awesome. I'm gonna go watch that later after this yeah. recording. Kind of felt like Chris Farley there when he was interviewing <laughs> Paul McCartney. I'm just like, yes. you know, when you were playing with the Beatles. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> I uh, I read 
Huh? Yeah, so what you got? <laughs> I read only the assignment oh, when it came God. to comics. I did read a book book or start reading a book book. I went back to the King of Horror, Mr. Stephen King, and I'm reading Mr. Mercedes, which I know is a TV series. Um, right. It was purchased for me by my sister-in-law last Christmas. Um, last Christmas. And I was under the impression that it was less horror, more like um, crime drama investigation. I've been told I'm incorrect that it is still in the Stephen King horror genre. It just involves a detective. That's all. And I'm like, okay. All right. So I started reading that. So that is what I began to read. Good. Mr. Mercedes, which I guess became a TV series. Nice. But it's a trilogy AMC? of books. AMC? AMC? Uh, not AMC. It's one of those like Sundance or Paramount stations that has um, it. Oh, yeah. The one like, that no one watches. Yeah. Yeah. IFC. I think it's Sundance so they can get away with more. Not or Paramount. IFC. Maybe IFC. IFC is good, though. IFC is a winner. But anyway, I started reading that uh, and yeah, enjoying it. Sick. Sick. I also, I also, hey, Barry, re- remember, um, yes, remember when, uh, when Run Brock was, uh, with the corporation yeah, and yeah. he, he had done some evil stuff to Foley in the ring and he's all like happy about it, the ramp, and then Stone Cold just appeared behind <gasps> him and Rock's got a shocked face. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. I saw yeah, that one. That, that was pretty cool, too. That was awesome. Yeah. 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 I just was, I was like, <gasps> oh, sorry. I saw that one. <laughs> I actually was like, I know that one. I know that one. <laughs> Food you, Barry. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> as I as I sit here drinking my my liquid death mountain water, mm. uh, murder your thirst. Hashtag mm. death to plastic. Uh, hashtag sponsor me, please. Um, <laughs> I just want free water. That's all I want. That's all he wants. Um, so I also did nothing but read the reading assignment. Really, round nice. the horn was just a, a complete failure this week. Um, <laughs> it's been a busy week. Yeah, uh, I did not read any uh, any book books. Um, did took you a, flip through any catalogs? No, I took a oh. bit of a breather from Pepperidge from Farms. Pepperidge Farms remembers. Yeah, Pepperidge Farms remembers. Um, they're gonna pop up soon, aren't they? They're gonna pop up at malls soon. Yeah. Who's at malls they? though right now? Are they, are they, yeah, but say <laughs> shit, dude. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's okay. Actually, no, that's, that's not true. That is not true. I did read something. I read a book book as well. Ooh, um, what'd you read? What? I read. Uh, I I started to read because I I was reminded on um oh, what day was it? What day did I make that post to Steve's about the uh the the Lord of the Rings? Um Oh was uh oh, it was the Helms the Helms point? No 24th? was it the twenty fourth? No, the one it was October. 24th when yes. he wakes up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so because because so I, someone posted that and I grabbed that and it was, you know, I, I, I at October the twenty fourth at ten a.m. I, I I saw that meme about you know um, you are in the house of Elrond mm-hmm. October the twenty fourth at ten a.m. If you must know, and so I went back and started reading Fellowship of the Ring. Nice. Um, so that's about it. I do that with Jurassic Park. I yeah. go back to the Jurassic Park novel yeah. every once in a while. Yeah. I need to finish. I need to finish reading. So here's the problem. I was reading the Hobbit. I, I read the Hobbit to Morgan when she was uh, in the womb, and then I read part of the Hobbit to Alden when he when he was in the womb. And now that they're both out, I want to keep reading The Hobbit to them. But Morgan is, she's still a little like, doesn't give a shit about real books, you know? Mm-hmm. She's just like, nah, she, need, she needs imagery. Yeah. Um, so, Frog and Toad are friends. Well, we also, when we have the, the, the Hobbit graphic novel, I just need to bust out. But And you show her pictures and you're like, see these dwarves? These are the dwarves we like. These dwarves. These dwarves. These. Come on, Philly. Philly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was no, no, picturing uh, was it, how about your mother when they when they get on the plane to Philly and they and they get Marshall and Marshall's like go into Philly <laughs> and they're like yeah, no just turn around just we're coming home oh. and then Barney calls and he's like no the adventure continues the adventure continues <laughs> go into Philly good show I I, yeah. I, I connect with with. With Marshall on a lot of levels. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Anyway, uh, comics. <laughs> That's what this is. There's, there's, there's the paper of mine, my graphic novel version of, mm. like I said, John Constantine's Hellblazer: Dangerous Habits. This so my, uh, my, my iPad, iPad version snapping of it. shut. Amy, Amy, do you have uh, something you can 
<laughs> that's what that's your are you, are a you compact? Are you, that's a phone. A <laughs> it's I read comics in a compact because you know I totally and, touch up when I'm in the powder room with my ladies and my spritz spritz. Eye compact allows you to take care of your eyes and makeup and read a comic book while you're at it. New from the Campus Crusaders, nerd on. We should, we, exactly. should, we should patent it because you know someone's fucking thinking about it now. Copyright. Um, Done. True. Copyright. So, just got um, to say it and you're fine. Dangerous Habits. Garth Ennis, uh, William Simpson, Mark Pennington, Tom Sutton, Malcolm Jones III. That is the creative team on this book. Uh, it came out in the 90s um, and it's got that, or it was the 80s. It might have been late No, it was 80s. the 90s. He took over um, in 91. Yeah, that's when it was. Um, but I think this one is like 94. It's you know ninety four ninety six. It was it was it was re released in ninety four as a as a paperback, but production ninety one. Yeah. yeah. So so but the, the this was released in ninety four. Um, it's a good call there. So so it's got that mm. that feel to it that that older, late eighties nineties art style, um, which for some people is is a turn off. For other people, they enjoy. It. I enjoy it. Mm. Um, but being being a, a Constantine book, it has plenty of. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, um, depth and variability to the color shading and artwork um, based on the scene, um, because of course a character like like John Constantine revels in um, both the the uh, lonely uh, lonely aspects of of human life and also the the strange and the supernatural. Uh, and this book does a wonderful job of of blending between. Between the two, um, because as I mentioned at the beginning, so this this story basically, Garth Ennis says, "I'm going to kill Constantine." So Constantine finds out Whoa. that he is dying, and um, not from the demon's blood in his veins, not from yeah. some curse, not yeah, from yeah. some ancient enemy. Yeah, he yeah, is yeah. being killed by the things he loves the most. He's got S- lung cancer. Got the lungs, and he's got the he's got the cancer in the lungs from in smoking. Cigarettes, uh, as as he put it here, uh, thirty a day since he was seventeen. Yep. And uh, which um, is 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 cool because it's well, it's not cool. Cancer sucks, but <laughs> it's 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 just, it's one of those things where it's like, what could kill this guy? And it's like, of course, something as simple as him engaging in an unhealthy habit. Not in mm-hmm. you know, you could say that being a hero and and fighting all these bad guys is unhealthy habits. And it's like, yeah, you're right, but this thing is literally just pumping poison into his lungs every day. So yeah, of course this is the thing that's going to fucking kill him. Um, so he has to come to grips with his mortality, um, try to figure out if they're, you know, who he has to say goodbye to, uh, what he can do. And, and eventually of course, obviously because the character still exists now and, you know, obviously we could have retconned it, but um, he, you know, figures it out. So spoiler alert from uh, 30 years ago. So, uh, <laughs> Sorry, um, <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't die. I, I know. That's shocking. He doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't die. Yeah. yeah, still amongst the living here. Yeah, Gar- Garth Ennis isn't just like, hey, I wrote like six issues and then I killed him and then I just pieced out from DC forever. You guys can never use him again. Never. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So uh, the 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 premise, like that. That's. I mean, that's basically it. Um. He of course. Uh, seeks magical ways of healing himself, which there are none. Um, he goes to find a, a friend who he thinks who can heal him, and the the Brendan. friend, funnily enough, is hoping he would heal him because his his uh, liver is going out. Um, and and along the way, uh, we find out that Constantine has made a couple of very interesting deals in his life in order to uh, preserve his existence, uh, which culminates <coughs> in the end, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. So, Steve's. Yes. Uh, you said that, because uh, this is your first beyond, you, you read Rebirth, you read the Constantine Rebirth, but this is your first taste of like, like Hellblazer, like John Constantine Hellblazer, like this, this series, this run. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, my first ever experience, anything with Constantine was the Keanu Reeves movie and then the Matt Ryan series that was screwed over at NBC, but yeah, of course, yeah, whatever. Um and I liked the character from that and started reading the Rebirth issues of Constantine and was digging it. Of course, when I read it, I hear Matt Ryan's voice, so I just went with that. But yeah, this was my first uh, time dipping my toe into the Hellblazer run of Constantine. And 
I see why it's held in such high regard. Yeah. Um, it, it's well written. You, you hear the accent through the writing because Garth Ennis just goes into the every character he's writing, he delves deep into their psyche and who they are. Um, it made me even more of a Constantine fan because I've, the more of these, the more comics I've been reading as much as I enjoy the, you know, the Batman who has, you know, the answer for everything and has a plan a through Z to get around all issues. Uh, I've been finding myself connecting more with the characters that aren't perfect. You know, I'm Tony Stark fan. Love what Tony Stark stands for. His change mimics my change when it comes to, you know, ideologies, the way I view the world, and great ideas that don't always go the way he plans. You know, yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's fallible. And I like that about Constantine is the fact that he, you know, is an anti-hero, sort of. Uh, he does do heroic things, but and also will cover his own ass. Yeah. And it, he's he's like... I mean, Jack Sparrow-ish, yeah. I would say, that type of uh, do something heroic, but also what's what can I get out of it while I'm doing this thing? He's, he's, and he's, a, he's a bit of, a, of, a, of an agent of, of, of chaos sort, of mm-hmm. sorts. Yeah, and he and I also love the how he embodies. It's not, just, it's not just one specific religion or faith he deals with. He deals with all these different faiths. And someone, you know, I've become someone who likes to collect things from different faiths you got me um the uh the, the voodoo figure that i oh, know oh, uh, uh, baron somni baron Som. yep um i have two shisas from japan that are meant to protect your home i like collecting all these different artifacts from different yeah, yeah. cultures and faiths so a character like constantine speaks out to me because his whole world is the dark arts the master of the dark arts the demonology every sort of faith and religion and this just made me love the character even more. Nice, um, Amy. I, I don't. I don't know what your experience is with Constantine. I know you. I know you're. You're. you're I. I want to say you're well versed. I'm fairly well versed. Okay, cool. um, not not original '90s, but '52 and up. I did do. Um, I hadn't seen the Constantine movie until last year, which I watched at the comic book store. Which people were like, oh my gosh, Constantine! What? So I was like, yeah. Totally seen it a whole bunch, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Can't keep my comic card. <laughs> yeah. Oh hell yes, I'm keeping my comic card. Wait, wait. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm children. sorry. Wait. That's that's the bar. Is that's the one. The Have you seen Constantine? With Keanu? <laughs> okay. Hey, like I got <laughs> okay. everything else I've seen, and that was like one of the ones that's just, that, that, that's, a, that's a weird gate to keep, guys. Oh, you haven't seen Constantine? <laughs> um, well, that was the so that was the thing that. Constantine in relation to a Steve's loving not only the supernatural, but exploring other faiths mm-hmm. and religions um, and practices from other countries. He's like the original Winchester. Let's be very honest. Oh, yeah. That's perfect. And, yeah. and that's, yeah. And not only is he, he is the best of both of them. He is a bit of a, he's not even a chaotic neutral. He's, he, he leads towards a chaotic good. But he switches between the two. Um, so yeah, I have read I've read him um, quite a bit. There's uh, if ever you want to see him in play on a team aspect, Steve's they do have the and Doc's like, yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, so it's Justice League Dark, Justice League Dark, yep. Which the accent still comes through. He's lovely. He's wonderful. Um, he does have Swamp Thing. <laughs> I kind of wasn't a for Swamp Thing. I'm not gonna. I'm like, hey, buddy. <laughs> Good to see you. How you doing? Um, but I totally agree with you, Steve's. It's a wonderful exploration of not only faiths, but he is the not, I can't even say washed down version of Doctor Strange. He doesn't have to be the Sorcerer Supreme. His exploration, his honesty, his candor mm-hmm. that they don't shy away from um, in anything that he works with where he's just like, oh, you have a problem with the demon? Let's let's find out what what demon is it. Do you mm-hmm. do you know? And then he can work that way. It's such a great collection of like he's the one you want to show up at your house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you're having a problem, you want him to come. I hope he brings Etrigan personally. That's one of always my one of my favorite moments is seeing him interact with Etrigan. So <laughs> it's just it's so good. But yeah, um, so I've read a good bit of him, and reading this, it was I could hear hear the voice in my head. Hello. Um, it's it's lovely, 
And it was very early DC Vertigo rolling from the 80s type of vibe and art style, which I'm used to because of Gaiman. Um, So it wasn't really off-putting, but it did emphasize in places that it needed to emphasize. And I appreciated it. You, when you said he was the original Winchester, you reminded me a few shows back when I was hoping, back when Arrow was like in its last season, how badly I wanted him involved because there was always this talk of Stephen Amell wanting to have a crossover with Supernatural where Arrow, where Oliver, Oliver, Oliver Green, really? <laughs> Oliver Queen <laughs> it um, connects with the Winchester boys. And I was saying, what if it was Constantine who bridges the gap between the two? And so in my head, I'm like, oh, Oliver Queen, John Constantine, the Winchesters, Metallicar right behind him. I'm like, this is a great poster. Never happened, but it was in my head, and no. it looked great in my Ooh. head. That fanfic <laughs> in your head is so available on Just probably saying. fanfiction.net. Yeah, but then, then they probably have an orgy. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean. It's about right. What do you Doc? do when you beat the devil? Come on. So, um, Depends which one. Which one it is. So what I, what I love about Constantine is because, so um, I, if you've listened to the show before, um, I've told you about the uh, the left and the right-hand path, of course, mm-hmm. um, and white magic versus black magic. And um, there's also um, straying from those paths. There's the idea of chaos magic. Um, and chaos magic, basically, um, there, there's a lot of different ways to describe it, but one of the one of the key tenets, I guess, if you will, of chaos magic is this idea that, Something is only magical if you put the effort and the focus into it being magical. And if it works for you, cool, it was magical. If it doesn't work for you, you can just cast it aside and say, whatever, it wasn't magical. And the idea behind that is that you can kind of take from anything. You could take from religion, culture, superstition, and you could do tarot cards. You could do um, you know, praying to ancestors. You could do rituals. You can do prayer. Um, you could do spells, incantations, all these different things. And it's basically just whatever works for you. Um, which it, it's a kind of something I like about Constantine where it's got, it definitely has a, a, a Judeo Christian feel sometimes with the, the idea of heaven and hell and, and the traditional angels and demons being involved. But at the same time, like the, like, like as Steve said, like the way he like breaks out like different kinds of magic, it's kind of like whatever works for him. Like mm-hmm. he might have like a, like a Gaelic, you know, incantation from from some druids that he uses for this specific situation. Mm-hmm. And then he's got um, this ancient, you know, artifact from a South American culture at, that he uses in this situation. Like, he he takes from everything what he needs. His um, Rolodex of faiths that he has in his brain. Exactly, yeah. He, to to. he just culturally appropriates everything. everything. But it's not he's to get cultural famous. MacGyver. It's not to get famous. To, it's to serve a purpose. Exactly. So that's a big thing about cultural appropriation to use it for your own benefit and and to make money. He's doing it. I mean, he does make money, but he's also doing it just you know, to fucking fight demons. So it's right. kind, of, kind of different. Um, he's cultural demon MacGyver. Exactly. That's a really good way of putting it. So remember the theme song. So yeah. So but but what what I really actually like about this particular book is there's not it's not as magic heavy as a lot of his other runs. Like there's definitely some some demonology and some uh, some witchcraft in there, but a lot of it is just the fact that he's dealing with again his mortality that he can't. Like he he knows he can't really magic his way around it. Like he kind of makes he makes plans. You know he's 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 he has a, an old friend who um, is a doctor, and he goes to see him, and he's basically like, "Oh yeah, my my aunt's dying. She has terminal cancer. I want to I want to see your cancer ward." Um, and takes a tour of it, and basically reveals to an old guy in there who's dying that he himself is dying, and he's probably going to be joining him there to hang out. Um, he starts to say goodbye to who's left because a lot of his friends are are dead and they they do um haunt him every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um and so he's basically he's he has accepted that this is gonna be the end. He knows that he is gonna die. Um and until he has one last ditch effort, one idea to basically continue on, um, which is obviously again successful. Um he fouls that shit. Yes, hundred percent. He come he comes in a swing and I'm like, 
I can find you, homie. Yeah. Like you're all out of you're all out of stuff. People are taking your blood. Like, what is this? Your blood I've never seen before. I'd love to get more of it. He's like, son of a bitch. Oh yeah, yeah. He he basically <laughs> gives he gives up the idea of going to that um or not no going to the cancer ward, but basically he stops seeing his doctor because his doctor finds that he's got the demon blood and he wants to run more so tests. Excited. And yeah, exactly. The doctor and and Constantine jumps to a lot of conclusions basically from. From his doctor seeing abnormalities in his blood, he goes all the way to government creating weapons to kill people mm-hmm. using his the, the demon blood in his body. Um, and so and that's where he kind of has that. Uh, that's where he has the, the uh, a page to like Bruce Wayne and Tony Stark. Don't the government use the stuff that I have because I can't trust them. I can't yeah. trust what they use it for. It, it, it very much it 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 is. You want the suit? You can't have it. Yeah, it it becomes about control. It becomes about the the control of his own life, the control of his own death. Um, in that he, you know, he speeds up the process, you know, of of his demise, um, in order to to get what he wants. Um, basically, he. I'll just, I'll 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 say, I'll say the ending now, just so we we get it out there because I wa- I Do want it. to talk about it. So. Uh, about halfway through the the story, he meets his friend uh, Brendan Finn, um, who owns this tower in Ireland. Um, and Brendan is a bit of an alcoholic. Um, a he, bit. He's, a he's bit. amassed quite a collection of of a wonderful collection of of a spirits, of all li- over the place. liqueurs, liqueurs, wine. <laughs> yeah, and um, one thing he also has is he has a pool of uh, of uh, holy water in the bottom of this tower. He found it. Um, that he found, and he uses it to basically, instead of turning water into wine, he turns it into beer. Uh, because he's <laughs> He got turns plenty. it into Guinness. Yeah, because he's got plenty of wine. He doesn't need it anymore. Um, so again, Constantine goes to him thinking he might be able to help. They Brennan laughs because he thought Constantine was going to be helped because his liver is going out. Um, and as he's dying, Constantine says his goodbye, and he walks to the door, and who is coming through that door... But the devil himself. The first of the fallen. The first of the fallen. He comes and he's there to collect because it's Brendan magic. sold his soul in a classic manner. That's the best part is, is the way the way the devil's like, it's, it's kind of like old school, the way he sold his soul and he comes to collect on it. And he's like, oh, but I like the nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Um, and he comes to find out that the, the deal was that he would um, deal to amass the greatest collection of, of drink and wine and everything. Um, and the the devil would be able to collect his soul on by midnight the day he died. And so Constantine says, Oh, oh, it's cool. Yeah. Um, how about, you know, wouldn't it wouldn't it suck if he gets to hell and he finds out that we shared a beer together, his beer from this pool, and the devil's like, Oh yeah, that'd be yeah, fuck yeah. Like, I'll I'll have a beer with you. Yeah, that, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah, one for the bros. We'll take a Steve Weiser, let's go. And uh, he uh, drinks the the beer, and then Constantine explains. He's like, "Oh yeah, it's really crazy that you know that that comes from holy water." Gotcha, bitch. Gotcha, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> um, and basically, he the in order to maintain the spell, Brandon had these candles going, and once the candles burned out, the spell was broken. So Constantine kicks over the table, puts out the candles. <laughs> flaming inside, holy water from the inside, and then he. Shatters a bottle, and he slices him open, pushes him into the pool, destroys the he's physical, like, the physical body, because obviously it's the devil. He's he's gonna go back to hell. He's That's like, bye, bitch. So bye, now, bitch. now the devil thinks that he owns. Oh, he's gonna hurt his ass. He owns Constantine's soul for revenge. Mm-hmm. Um, so Constantine, towards the end of the book, decides, okay, well, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna summon now the second of the fallen, so and I'm gonna talk to him, and I'm gonna make a deal. And then after he makes that deal, he summons the third of the fallen, and he basically has sold his soul twice, and his and his soul is also owed to the first because of revenge. So then instead of letting the cancer get him, he decides, okay, I'm going to speed this up, and he slices his wrist with a razor, so the devil appears, the first of the fallen, and he's like, all right, cool, you didn't want to wait? Like, all right, I'm gonna make this real bad for you. Uh, then, the other, you? then the other brothers show up, and they're just like, "Hey, man, what the fuck are you doing here, bro?" Like, <laughs> it's like it's one of the it's the Spider-Man pointing meme. Exactly. All the, except they're all demons just pointing at each other. Like, you're also the way you're explaining that. I'm picturing a drunk history and like Colin Hanks playing yep. one of them. 
Whoa, bro. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Um, so Constantine reveals that he has basically tricked them. He uh so good. I was uh, he, he owes his soul to three of them. And once he dies, someone has to collect, and that will cause a war in heaven that will hell. or in hell that will eventually bring heaven's wrath down on them. Um, so they argue. The devil doesn't care. He'll fight. And they say, okay, we'll fight. And then heaven will, then we'll be slaves to heaven. Like what's the, you know, what's, what's our catchphrase? Uh, better to reign in hell, like better to reign in hell than to reign or to, than to serve in heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, and so by basically Constantine doesn't give them time to really figure it out because he's just holding the blood back. And as soon as he's like, all right, you guys got to make a decision. Cause when I die, this soul Bert's is Bert. there. Yeah. He, he just lets it go and he cuts it and makes it worse. To, so the three of them decide, all right, fine. We're gonna keep you it's alive. K, bitch. Fine. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna resurrect you. We're gonna remove the cancer. We're gonna, we're gonna heal your ass. Heal, we're gonna make you shiny and new. And they're okay. gonna make it as painful as possible. And they torture Constantine as they remove the cancer, basically incinerate his body, bring it back, resurrect him. Um all that necromancy. Just yeah. look at that beautiful necromancy. But he knows because they're like, oh, we'll get you. And he's like, no, you won't. He's like, you won't. You, you oh, got to no. keep me alive. Like, you got to make by the sure way, nothing bad happens to me. Up yeah. yours. Yeah, when he walks out with the middle finger. <laughs> and he, because he basically tells them like, okay, now here's the problem is this de- these deals are not done. Like, you still have to come to collect. So it's in your best interest. If you don't want a war in, in hell and heaven to get involved. Keep me alive. Keep me alive. Um, and so, so, so now Constantine has a little bit of a, a little bit of a safety net, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's can, got one of those, but he's got a banana hammock full of uh, demon balls. Exactly, and he mm-hmm. and he can go back to smoking regularly without worrying. That's much. right, without without problems. <laughs> no, no lung cancer, so he can you know he can figure that out. He's like, hey, you want to try this again? Let's start over. Yeah, let's start over. <laughs> yeah, Thirty a day. Here we go. He's got ten. I'm in going his to mouth forty once. <laughs> <laughs> Three up each of the nostril. <laughs> All right. So, so yeah, so that's 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 the the, the premise. Um, it's fun. Yeah, it's just it's yeah it's it's just it's it's good. Like it's it you know I was you, smiling during the oh, reading that yeah. part. I'm like, oh, this is yeah. how we got them. When it reveals, I'm like, oh, Constantine. Because even even when he was making the deals, I was kind of like, what the fuck is he doing? What's, he like, doing? what's happening here? And then when the three brothers are there and they all like are, start like hissing at each other, like getting like like the like the devil is so stoked. Like the first of the fallen, he shows up as like basically he looks like like the, like 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 Jesus on the crucifix. Yeah. At first I'm like what is Jesus doing? Yeah, like he's floats in but he looks really fucked up and the thorns are also sometimes mm-hmm. horns and like he's mm-hmm. bleeding and his hair he's is all him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then he but he's just like so stoked to collect and all of a sudden the darkness and then you know the second appears and the third who's the shape changer always like changing its body and whatnot and and torturing and and fucking with them. Oh, just that whole yeah, I'm just smiling like, oh, he got them. He 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 pulled he pulled a Constantine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> the, the fact that the, the fact that he fools them into not just saving his life but also protecting him, um, I think it's just it's 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 like a classic like kind of like fake out. It's got like this like fun little silliness to it, but it's also got this like cool like immortal just immortal yeah. just fooled the exactly the kings they, they, of hell. they like to talk shit on mortals and now now this mortal fucking pulled a fast one well and it also brings up kind of like the trickster god mentality which is what Constantine's family is known for being the laughing is it the laughing mages or the laughing magicians uh, I just remember it was like the laughing it was laughing they were basically like laughing I'm not gonna say wizards but I think it's mages. And that's part of this trickster god type of vibe, which is really great because he does have run-ins with Anansi, um, <laughs> among other things. Um, but it it is literally that he's pulled something over, over someone who literally he's got. Like I said, he's got them in a he's got demon balls in a banana hammock. Like he can swing them every which way, and they still have to keep them alive. Like as soon as he dies, they will all come. To collect, that's it. But the thing we never find out is we never find out what he what he traded his soul for for from either of the other two, right? Right, because he because he had to get something to 
convince them to take his soul. So what did he offer? Like, so he did he like get some power from it, which it might. I mean, who knows? They may like I. I need to still go back and track down all these trades, so it may have come up later. But yeah, it's like what what did he do? Like he made deals with two of them. Uh, laughing magicians, by the way, that's the you. You, you can get that title being in his bloodline. Not all of them have it, but it's a it's a title that they earn. But yeah, that's part of the like. I think that's part of the best part of Constantine is that he is. It's not these. He's always one step ahead. Yeah. But you never expect what he pulls out of his out of his trench coat. Essentially, mm-hmm. wow, that sounded really dirty in my head too yeah, when well, I said it out loud. It, it works for him. It's fine. Mm, it does work for him. Um, but it's it's that versatility. He is the the cultural. I don't. I don't even want to say cultural. He's literally like the Swiss Army knife of <laughs> of magic in you know in a Liverpool fan's body. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, it was issues 41 through 46, right? That's what Hellblazer mm-hmm. is? It was the three. Yeah, it was the or the six issue. I got the version. Um, so I, I got mine off of the, the DC app. And the special ver- bonus they had, like, gave you issues, wow, like 43, like 34. So I got issues 34 to 46. I didn't read them yet, but I'm wondering if, like, if there's any, like, backstory there that might be, that it might be play in part with uh, Dangerous Habits. But I got that in there. So that was um, something I'll look into regarding his other stories before that. But it was just overall fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> One, the, the um, again, the the way that he handles dealing with his, his mortality, you know, going saying goodbye to his drinking buddy and finding yes. his new friend and, but also dealing with the ghosts because the um, yeah the running uh, a running theme in Constantine's life is if you get close to him like you know something's gonna happen and he tries he tries to save them he doesn't like sacrifice them on purpose but of course that guilt and and other people then say no you use them as a meat shield to you know be thrown aside uh, aside once their once their bodies are hacked and broken. Um, well, I mean, like the one that shows up when he initially gets the meeting, like after he finds out he's he's gonna die, and the the ghosts have been falling around is Astra, and isn't she like a failed like exorcism or yeah. something? It's actually, uh, yeah. I, th- I think they did that in the series. In the series, yeah, yeah. that's what yeah. the series starts off with him already uh, down on himself and tortured by not saving her, like she's yeah. still stuck in hell. Yeah. So yeah, and then he can't sleep, and he's literally just being like tortured on all levels right. and somehow he's still a snarky and still just trying to think his way out of the situation which yeah. is great the uh the guy in the diner you know telling him you know you've been here for 2 hours you ordered two cups of tea and one cup of tea, one cup of tea yeah and and and, and, you and you didn't even drink it yeah you didn't even drink it and he's like oh no chance for a refill then like it's gone cold <laughs> yeah he was just like, like of course it went cold cuz you've been sitting here for 2 hours and throws it <laughs> <clears throat> so is there anything that's stuck anything that's stuck with you guys is there any moment the scene line that you were just like mm, yes yes this is mm, I got one yeah uh, I won't go with what I mentioned earlier because it's maybe to me the uh, up yours scene um, <laughs> I actually really love the last panel the very last page um, it's John's, uh, he's healthy, he's fine, he meets up with his old friend Kit, they have coffee, he uh, he forgets about Matt, the friend he made at the cancer ward, and he goes to have one last mum with him, and Matt then suffers, just starts coughing up blood, uh, goes in cardiac arrest, and dies right there from his cancer. And Constantine is just defeated and beaten, because once again, he's lost someone. He found this way to survive because he has the ability and powers to do so and now has the demons owing him. But while doing that, he feels um, he feels uh, selfish that he did that for himself while others can't do that and they're dying of cancer. And there's no way to help them. And so he breaks down in the rain and this final panel is just of him with Kit holding him in the rain saying she's not going anywhere. She's staying by his side. 
And it uses lines from the Pogue song, Rainy Night in Soho, where it says, We watched our friends grow up together, and we saw them as they fell. Some of them fell into heaven. Some of them fell into hell. And the Pogues is already like a connection to my wife and I, because their song, Levy to the End, was our wedding song. And so we're big fans of the Pogues. So when I get to that page, I'm like, Barry, Barry, did you plan this? I actually went to Apple Music and played it while I read those lines. Um, but it that panel right there just shows like the torture that Constantine goes through. That he's he's you know he's wisecracking, he's he's conniving. He'll find a way to survive. He'll save you and save his ass at the same time. But all those times where he couldn't save someone, it does stick with him. It tortures him. It hurts him. And this is one of those moments where it's he's broken and he's being held up by a friend who he may lose in the future. He he. He doesn't know. And it's just a beautifully drawn, beautiful scene in this comic. Amy? Um, I really think the the one that I I just literally for color transition um is when we he gets to Ireland, he gets to to Brendan. And they're doing the wine and, and the wine and the spirits and he's showing him everything. And then he goes down the stairs and the sudden illumination of light at, I think it was St. John, whoever had blessed the spring. Mm-hmm. Um, it totally just automatically shifts the tone of all of the book and of the panels. And then when the first comes in and he's fully colored and fully illuminated, it was one of those moments where I was like, cool. Um, but I remember going, seeing the transition from um, the muted color to the full color when we're we're moving from interior monologuing thought to exterior, um, not just situations, but communication. And so it was something that really, really stu- stood out to me. Um, and it carried all the way through. But yeah, that's, that's that. I think um, <clears throat> for me, the... Um talking about like the the colors and the, and the the use of of the 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 different colors in the book the scene where he basically goes and talks to um where he confronts gabriel um the the angel and he's sitting in, in like bar, this like or in the club yeah this like fancy like gentleman's club um <laughs> like where you'd see like sherlock holmes and and stuff like the men of like victorian england like hanging <laughs> out and like commun- again i'm not, not not sherlock i'm sorry uh mycroft mycroft uh, thank, thank you. you i was like Sherlock would hide out in like, like a crack den. Yeah, which we have stories about that. Yes, I do. mean, yeah. Um, so the the color, the difference in color. So so Gabriel always has the light on him, and he's always like blonde, and his skin is you know full of colored and stuff. And Constantine always kind of looks like he's in shadow, and he's kind of gray and pallid the whole time. Um, and basically, it, it, he Constantine more or less is asking for a favor. He's basically, I've done so much for you guys. And Gabriel's just kind of like, we don't think we don't see debts. Like our 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 kind don't really see debts. Uh, and basically, um what would f- the final like um Gabriel's basically like, cool, you're gonna die, sucks to suck, like we don't owe you anything. And then at the last minute, um Con- like I love the 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 size difference between them when Constantine's like up to like his chest because mm-hmm. Gabriel, Gabriel stands up because he's a fucking angel. Um, and when he's basically like, oh yeah, but that guy you were just talking to, like, oh, good bloke. Yeah. Like good. And he basically reveals like, he's like, oh, wouldn't it be a shame if your daddy knew who you were talking to? Cause he's talking like the national front. Like he's talking to like, uh, unsavory characters to say the least. Like it's who Gabriel is like hanging out with and Gabriel sit there like realizing like, oh fuck, like God is watching. And, and Constantine <laughs> basically just like dropped a, a fucking bomb on me. <laughs> Um, I thought that was cool just because, again, like the 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 use of color, you know, of showing the difference between the two of them, clean cut, beautiful Gabriel and just fucking mess Constantine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, the the way he basically just like, all right, cool. If you're not going to help me, well, you know, fuck off. Here's a little nugget to make you feel fucking worried and, and, and guilty. Um, which it's got to annoy both heaven and hell how much Constantine knows about them. Yeah, <laughs> you just like, fuck around with both of them. Fucking mortal knows way too fucking much. Yep, yep. He knows, and he just, the, 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 like, again, like, the, knowing, you know, to, 
to embarrass an angel and then also then fool three of the, the you know, most evil beings in existence um, mm-hmm. into having to save his life. Um, albeit so, they do it, you know, very, very painfully um, as he describes his heart being shoved up back to mm-hmm. his spine and spine, then he feels yep. um, and put his fingers into the inky black cancer and then incinerate it and then regrow his lungs, which is 10 times more painful than incinerating <laughs> the cancer. Um, just wonderfully, wonderfully described. <laughs> All worth it in the end, Blip. Yep, yep. Because then he just fucking goes about his day. Um, <laughs> I forgot where I was going to go. I literally just had a thought, and I was like, cool, I'm going to follow that thought. And, and it's gone. And then it just, <laughs> just landed on the table in front of me. You're like Superman with the joke going over his head. Where is it? Wait, what? What? Oh, oh, no, wait, what? oh, oh it's gone. I, <laughs> I got that one. Yeah. I got that one. I got that reference. Beautiful. Thank, thank you, Cap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, it definitely makes me want to, since I now have access to those previous stories before Dangerous Habits, uh, that I'm going to read those now because I love the hell out of this. <laughs> hell. <laughs> <laughs> we we make jokes. Nah. We, we're good. We, it's so, it, it also makes me angry, Pete, that the show was so screwed over, and it just while it was it, nice it to happened. see him pop up in CW and uh, Matt him. Ryan is like Matt Ryan is like down to play him whenever they want to bring him in. He's like ready, ready. I, I was so ready for that the 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 brujeria, um, the uh, like the that whole like storyline. When they like revealed that, I was like, holy mm-hmm. shit, they're going to do this. And then it fucking got yes. canceled. And I was like, no, they're fucking not, apparently. They put him at fucking like 10 o'clock on Friday night. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing, NBC? Yeah, how, how do you expect they anyone did, to do well? And NBC did that to a lot of people, too. Like, let's be honest. NBC is like, oh, shuffle, shuffle. Something new. Something that will engage your non-traditional like mm. viewers. And they're like, oh, do you know where you go? You go really late at night. And we're just like. And they were like, and they pushed him back too because like the Halloween episode came out in like the week of Thanksgiving. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Really? What, you threw off the schedule. It was cool when he showed up in Arrow. Uh, cool when he showed up in, I think he was in Legend of Tomorrow. He's, I think he's mm-hmm. still in Legend of Tomorrow. Is he, wait, did he, did he become a regular? He became like a regular character on that show. Well, then I guess they found a reason for me to go watch the show now because I never watched Legend of, I never watched yeah. Legend of Tomorrow except for the crossovers. Oh, that, was that was fun. It. Yeah. And I know he was on there, but I guess I have to go watch those. I just wish I, I, I can't. I can't guarantee how long, but I felt like for like a long time he was on it. Damn it! And then then we had Swamp Thing, and he could have popped up in there. Go and, fucking get me started, all right? God damn God it! Damn it! <sighs> and he and it just it just sucks because Keanu's Constantine is good. It's a good movie. It good, just sucks that. But it's and I love Keanu. Keanu's great in stuff he does. It just sucks that Constantine in this movie is an American wearing a black overcoat like no like like how i want them to cgi don Cheadle into the first iron man can we cgi matt ryan into the constantine movie i'm just saying i just wish well it's like terrence howard um, you're cool but come on the 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 comic actually dealt with the fact that like they they actually they they addressed the movie they did they made fun of it yeah yeah. oh did they, they basically said like there's all these different mu- there's the multiverse or somebody and there's he's like, they explained the multiverse uh, and then he's like yeah there's one of them in where I don't have an accent yeah where I don't have an accent and I, I, br- and I have brown hair like and, and I have brown hair now, and I'm see, an American whatever, yeah, whatever, like, yeah they make fun of it whatever DC has planned next in their future it'd be cool if we get Matt Ryan and Keanu Reeves in the scene together <laughs> that'd be wonderful <laughs> I mean we could work on it but a smoke oh uh, yeah sure uh, yeah what? <laughs> well and then we've got uh, what is it Taryn I keep saying, I keep calling him Eggy. Um, man, Kingsman, you just messed me up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Elton yeah. Elton John. Elton John. Yeah. Yeah. Which is Elton John. Elton John. He's great. Um, <laughs> but because he did the audio play and his Constantine, so on Audible, when we talked about mm. for our episode for Halloween, where I was like, things to listen to, he's Constantine and his Constantine isn't bad. Mm. Like, it's not as deep, but he fits that performance okay. especially considering he's he's a foil for james mcavoy and it's like didn't that's a hard one and didn't matt ryan voice one of the animated films with constantine yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. he did the voice yep 
Which cool. is why I'm like, hey, you want to go watch um, some Justice League Dark? I was just, I mean, I, the kids, you can watch it. I was always Thanks. disappointed because I wanted the Swamp Thing series to go. Because for those who are unaware, the John Constantine was created by Alan Moore in the Swamp mm-hmm. Thing series. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the way, like, their stories are just, like, because basically once Swamp Thing realizes, one, that he's not actually a, a, a human and covered in swamp matter, He's the the memories and consciousness absorbed by um, vegetation and worms um, trying to stay together as a human. And once he mm-hmm. realizes he could do so much more as an avatar of the green, um, Constantine is really the, the his spirit guide. He's really the one that like takes him through it and challenges him and explains to him what his powers can actually be. And, of course, tricks him and uses him because that's what Constantine does. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, again, you want to talk about that trickster mentality. Um and it's fucking great. It's 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 some of my best the the from my favorite. My stories. buddy and me. Yeah. My buddy. So again, if Matt Ryan would, if that series were, oh, oh if that series kept going and Matt Ryan was in there. At this so. point, I don't, I don't have cable, so I can't like give them. You know, I can't record or watch it on on CW and get it more attention. Hopefully, it gets enough attention to get more seasons. But whatever, I'm not holding out. It's okay. It. It's okay. You know what? Because we're gonna make an announcement right here, right here. Yeah. Next Halloween, cool. Barry and I cosplaying Swamp Thing and Constantine. Boom. Sick. It's Amy, in the universe. Amy, I put it out where's there. Where's my Swamp Thing costume? Amy, where's the Swamp Thing costume? You were supposed to be helping. Oh, wait. That was another crusade that was supposed to be helping with exactly. that guild. Exactly. It was. It was uh, I have the easy part of the gig. I tan, you know, maybe wig or color the hair and tan coat. Done. Nice. Done. Done. Do you Done. really want to team? Does that make me Detective Chimp? Yes. Yeah. Boom. It's a wonderful, it's a wonderful position to be, Amy. Bingo. Detective Chimp smart. is great. I Nailed mean, to it. be fair, didn't the most recent Justice League Dark, wasn't Diana on that team? Mm-hmm. Zatanna. Zatanna. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was the, um, the, um, when they were the different colored teams. They were like in, in the, the Justice League event where they had to fight the big monsters that were destroying the planets. They, uh, they, yes. they got everyone together and they broke them into teams. Diana was they with broke, it was Swamp with, Thing because um, it was all the, ma- she, they, she led the magic team basically. Yeah. That was which awesome. was Which was cute. And then you're just like, Shenanigans. Yeah, shenanigans are yeah. yeah, fucking Detective Chimp. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Detective Chimp is great. So, um, Dangerous Habits. Mm. You should check it out. It's one Strongly of my recommend. It's real good. We all recommend I don't know why I'm showing you guys. Like, you're, you're fucking... <laughs> you're, you're so used to so being used on to camera with us. Camera. It was... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dangerous Minds is great. Check it out at your local comic book habits. store. You can get it. Habits. What'd I say? He's Dangerous Minds, Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer. D- Dangerous Minds is, is great <laughs> also. Um, good movie. Good movie. Dangerous Liaisons. Like, um, yeah, also. Yeah. Oh. Um, dangerous. Most dangerous. Uh, the, most, the most dangerous game. Uh, yeah, boom. There you go. <laughs> I know there's one that's French, but I think that's Dangerous Liaisons. That he said that. He said that close. one. Yeah. yeah. I think we got uh, the Dangerous. Do we get all the Dangerous? Uh, Buster Rhymes, Dangerous. <laughs> oh. Me? No. Isn't there dangerous. just a movie called Dangerous? What? Isn't there just a movie called Dangerous? Probably. Maybe. I wouldn't doubt it. Anyway. What about Clear and Present Danger? Dangerous Does habits. that still count? <laughs> Check it out at your local comic book store. Pick up the, the trade. Um, read more Constantine. Read more yes. Hellblazer. Go back and yes. read the, the originals. They're they're phenomenal. The, when Vertigo was in its fucking prime. Um, check it out. Check out the New 52 and the, and the Rebirth stuff too. Like Constantine's great. Um, he's, uh, is he, when Vertigo was Verdo, is, is, he, is, oh. he, is he bi or is he pan? I think he's, is he, I thought he's pan. Maybe he's pan. Yeah. Pan, I think fits him better. Who fucking knows? He bangs everyone. He fights Whoever demons. He Sometimes yeah. he fucks demons. Maybe. Uh, apparently in, in, in the most, in the upcoming, I think the most, the most, either the most recent the issue or the upcoming issue current of the current run. Apparently he sleeps with the devil and is like, "This is the worst person I've ever done," and I was like, "That's not this." Who's getting tortured now? That ah. connection. <laughs> some torture right there. So yeah, so, so check out Dangerous Habits. It's great. <laughs> um, it's uh, again, it's got the '90s feel. So just prepare for a little bit of a. Uh, prepare for Keith or Sutherland from the Lost Boys, like style hair. You're one of us, Michael. Yeah. What's that? What's that? You're, like uh, when you when you like enter in, like a like a new country? What's that shock? Uh, culture, culture, culture shock. shock. Yeah, like it's gonna be kind of a culture shock almost when you open up this comic if if you're used to modern <laughs> stuff. But it's fine. It's great. It's good. That 
is about going to wrap it up for this episode of The Cable Crusaders. My name is, of course, David Barry. I'm joined this evening by two of the crew. First, um, if I point this way, is there someone there? Who is there? It, it, it's it. Oh. I'm a nasty piece of work, Chief. Ask anybody. This is the Azorian one. And there? Other way. Other way. Other way. He's pointing. There? Nobody will see it except us. This is this oh. is Amy. Uterus. Still. If I'm become, I swear to God, if you that's you're just gonna be going, hey, uterus, I'm ah. gonna smack you. I don't care if COVID be damned, I will find a long pole and shove it up your nose. <laughs> long pole. Uh. Eh, eh, eh. Stop staring at my children like that. Yeah. This is Amy. And over there, because when I point in my direction, you're this way. But I don't know if that's correct. Because we're all pointing now. But I'm not flipping anybody off. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a, read a quote real quick. I'm the one who steps from the shadows, all trench coat and cigarette and arrogance, ready to deal with the madness. Oh, I've got it all sewn up. I can save you. If it takes the last drop of your blood, I'll drive your demons away. I walk my path alone. Who would want to walk with me? Thank you for hanging out. We are the Capeless Crusaders. Uh, hopefully things have calmed down by the time you hear this uh, and we've uh, moved on and figured some things out. Anyway, uh, for the Capeless Crusaders, uh, a good night of yours. What?